Town Bank Mortgage, NMLS number 512138, is an equal housing lender. This podcast is for informational purposes only. And now, the man born with a 5 o'clock shadow and with the NMLS number 2028201. He is a gentleman. He is a scholar. He is... Tyler Crawley. Welcome, everyone, to the Monday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am the aforementioned host of this podcast, Tyler Crawley. And today is one of those rare Mondays where we have a lot of new data to get into. And no, it's not jobs data. Usually that's like the big report because we get the jobs reports on Friday. So we talk about it on Monday. No, no, no. We actually have some big inflation data to get into and new home sales data to start the podcast. And then we'll also be talking about the upcoming week, which is very top heavy. A lot happening in the beginning of the week and then kind of nothing happening at the end of the week. But let's start with the big report that we got on Friday, and that was inflation data, but not just any inflation data. The Fed's preferred inflation gauge. Everyone talks about CPI, but the Fed doesn't look to CPI. They look to PCE, also known as the Personal Consumption Expenditure Price Index. That's what the Fed looks at. And it was horrible. Like it was, it was literally worst case scenario. I mean, I guess there could be worse, maybe, I don't know. I guess there's like a other possible scenario, but this seems pretty close to worst case scenario in that inflation not only didn't fall as expected. If you remember the CPI report, it fell, but just not as much as we were expecting. This not only did it not fall as expected, it didn't fall at all. It increased that's got to be worst case scenario i mean it could have been a bigger increase i guess but the fact that you're expecting something to fall and it increases oh that's not good so once again this is from the bureau of economic analysis the personal consumption price index or excuse me the personal consumption expenditure price index was expected to fall under 5%, which would be great. Slowing inflation. Instead, it increased to 5.4%. That is actually 0.1% above where we were to end 2022. So once again, not only did it not fall under five, it increased from the prior month. That was thanks to a big Big month-over-month increase. Uh, Economists were expecting a 0.3% increase. We actually got a 0.6% increase. So double what economists were expecting. That is well above the 0.2% increase that we saw in December and was the largest increase month-over-month since October. So like I said, this is just bad news any way you look at it, and if you were hoping the core index was going to be your silver lining or was going to be some good news, think again. It was almost exactly what we saw with that top line number. The annual annualized rate climbed above December's print to 4.7%, and that was thanks to a 0.6% monthly 
increase. So, I mean, just on the inflation data, horrible report. Once again, not only did it not fall (laughs) as expected, it didn't fall at all. It actually increased. And then to make matters worse, the spending portion of this report. So this report, which I believe is called the Personal Income and Outlays Report, which looks at personal income and spending. Now, as we all know, the Fed is raising rates for a reason. Why is the Fed raising rates? What is the, what is the purpose behind the Fed raising rates? They're trying to cool the economy because you don't want a hot economy. You don't want a cool, you don't want a cold economy. You also don't want a hot economy. So we have a very hot labor market. We had the jobs report to start the month was extremely better than expected. That wasn't good. CPI report, it fell, but not as much as expected. And then we had retail spending, which was much better than expected, which tells you that people are still spending money. They still feel good about the economy. And it's kind of this weird scenario where it's like, well, isn't it good that people feel good about the economy? No, (laughs) it's not. I mean, it should be, but we want people to be like, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to spend this money. We're going to, I'm going to cool things off. Cooling things off will lead to, unfortunately, layoffs, which is what the Fed wants to see. They want employment to go up. As people feel worse about the economy, they're going to spend less and that's going to pull the economy down and it's going to cool things off. Now, we don't want to crash. They want a soft landing which is a little bit of an increase in unemployment and inflation falls back down to the 2% mandate. Now, it's hard to do that. I don't think it's ever happened before. Usually you get a crash. You get asset prices crashing. You get uh, the economy crashing. Um, It sucks. It's hard to pull off a soft landing. A lot of people are thinking that Powell's going to be able to do it. The data, though, shows that we're not having any real impact on the economy whatsoever. And the spending data backs that up. So we got a retail report that showed spending jumping by the largest amount that we've seen in almost, or in exactly a year. And that is exactly what we saw with this uh, PCE report. Despite higher prices, consumers kept spending with a bigger than expected increase in January. Personal spending jumped 1.8%. That is way bigger than the 0.1% decrease that we saw in December. In fact, it's the biggest jump that we have seen since last January. And it also puts, I think, into perspective the argument that was made with the retail sales data. A lot of people said, you know, it's weird that we saw this big jump December to January in retail spending. And they said, you know what? Maybe there's, because once again, a lot of this data is seasonally adjusted. I don't know why I put that in quotes. It, it, it is seasonally adjusted. <laughs> they adjust it based on certain factors for the season. And a lot of people said, you know what? Maybe they're, they're, they're missing something in January that's causing this big spike. And here we are looking at January data and it's showing a big spike. So some people might say, you know what? We have to look at these formulas that we're using to adjust this data. Because once again, we're seeing a big jump. And the problem 
is that while spending jumped 1.8%, income did not jump 1.8%, which means people are either dipping into savings or they're borrowing to be able to keep that spending level at the level that it's at. So income was up, but not even close, like a, a third of what happened with with the spending levels. Uh, income rose 0.6%. I mean, that's a good jump. You know, you annualize that. You're talking about, what is that? A little bit over 7% increase in annual wages. That's great, but spending jumped 1.8. <laughs> Three times that level. Uh, that is up from December's 0.3% increase and is the biggest increase in income since October. And I'll tell you something, nine, or I should say, no, no, no. Let me get the math right. That was 12 days ago. I tweeted, huge jobs report and big retail sales beat. Does the Fed have to raise rates by 50 bips next meeting? And I would say that now we know the answer. I mean, is, is there any way they don't do that? Does anyone think they're not going to raise rates by 50 basis points? I mean, we have a hot jobs report, hot retail sales report, hot CPI report, and now a hot PCE report. I mean, what? why would they think that keep going with the 25 basis points is the way to go? There's no way. No way. They, they're definitely going 50 bips. I would be shocked if they don't increase the increase <laughs> to the Fed funds rate at the next meeting and then maybe even adding to that. So we know that Jerome Powell wants to cool off the housing market, which he has succeeded in doing. You can look at mortgage demand, which plummeted to a 28-year low last week. All eyes will be on mortgage demand this week, of course, to see if it continues to trend in that direction after a few good weeks of positive data. But every sales report that we've seen about homes has been pretty good. I mean, December and January's reports have been pretty good. And now we have another one that we can add to the pile. New home sales were expected to see a slight drop. And instead, we got a big, big jump to the upside. In fact, sales jumped to a 10-month Hi, this is according to the latest data from the Census Bureau. Month-over-month month sales of new single-family homes jumped 7.2% to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 670000 to start 2023. That is well above the 2.3% that we saw in December, which actually was adjusted to a 7.2% increase. So now we've seen two months in a row of, of a big jump. So, that, so that's what's even more impressive about this report is they adjusted December upward and we still saw a 7.2% increase on that 7.2. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's two big jumps month to month. But originally they said December was only a 2.3% increase. So, I mean, that's just, that's just two big reports back to back. However, despite the jump in sales, uh, they are still down about 19.4% compared to the same time last year, which of course makes sense. Uh, the jump in sales pushes the annualized rate to the highest level that we have seen since March 
when the housing market was on fire. Because we're talking March 2022. That's when the housing market was on fire. So that tells you how big these last two reports were that were even even close to that level is pretty impressive. Uh, the month supply of inventory fell for the second straight month to 7.9. That's how many months supply we have. Uh, that is down from nine months in December and is now the lowest level since, yeah, March 2022, which makes sense. The uh, seasonally adjusted estimate of new homes for sale, homes, try to say houses and homes together. Uh, homes for sale at the end of January was down to 439,000. Uh, that number should be much higher than that. Uh, the median price of a new house sold in January was 427,500, down 3% from December and now down 13% from the peak that we saw in October of 491,300. This is not the best um, estimate. A lot of people want to make a big deal about this this price, but they're not. It's it's just what homes are selling during that time period. It's not like a Case Shiller report or even the existing homes median price. This is a very bad metric when it comes to looking at home prices. So don't be like, oh my God, home prices are down 30%. They're, they're, they're not, they're not. This, this is just looking at the median price for the homes that are selling during that time period. The average sales price was $474,400. I mean, bottom line for all of this, people wanted to buy in January and because existing home levels are horrible, <laughs> New home sales got the windfall, <laughs> but even their inventory levels aren't that great. And yeah, I mean, listen, people still want to buy homes. There's no doubt about that. January was a good month for rates. February, not so much, especially after this last report. And we know that, that Jerome Powell is trying to, trying to take a bite out of housing and he has succeeded. I mean, as I mentioned, mortgage demand, fell to a 28-year low last week. So they're cooling things off, but it just shows you how much people still want to buy that even with all of that, they're like, yeah, yeah, let's buy a home. So, all right, real quick here, let's talk about what's going to be happening this week. Uh, like I said, it's a very top-heavy week. A lot going on in Monday and Tuesday, and then even Wednesday, and then things just kind of like fall off. So Monday, usually we don't get anything except for Altos, you know, gotta love Altos. They always have their weekly inventory levels, uh, but we're gonna get that as well as pending home sales. That is supposed to show a 1% increase to start 2023. And then Tuesday's a big day. We got the gold standard when it comes to home prices. Case Schiller, that is out at 9 a.m. and is supposed to show that home price growth for at least the 20 city index is supposed to slow to 6% from, I think, about 6.8% the previous month. Um, so we're still positive year over year with regards to Case Schiller, but falling fast. Uh, we also, of course, get the FHFA home price index. That's expected to slow uh, or show home price growth slowing to 7.5%. So that's still above the Case Schiller number. And then consumer confidence is supposed to rise to 108.5 in February. So people still feeling good 
about the economy. Then on Wednesday, uh, as I mentioned, all eyes are going to be on that uh, Mortgage Bankers Association mortgage demand report. Last week, it fell to a 28-year low. Are we going to see another dip or are we going to move in positive direction? It's hard to say. I mean, last week was not good for mortgage rates. There shouldn't be anything incentivizing people to buy. We'll see. I'm not making, I'm, I'm not going to make any predictions. <laughs> There's no way. Uh, and then we're also getting ISM manufacturing data expected to show a slight improvement from last month when the index fell to a three-year low or almost a three-year low. And then Thursday, jobless claims, I guess economists finally got the memo. They're not even projecting. For six weeks in a row, they've they've been projecting that jobless claims would jump to 200,000. And now they're like, all right, 197. <laughs> so they're not even, so now it's gonna happen, watch. Now you're gonna see jobless claims jump over 200,000 now that the projection is for it to rise to only 197,000. And then um, also on Thursday, we get Freddie Mac data looking at mortgage rates for the week. So big start to the week, a lot of housing data that we'll be talking about here on markets and mortgages, not a lot happening towards the end of the week. So it could be, could be, which is actually good because I do want to give you a heads up. I am moving I'm moving apartments. I'm actually staying in the same building, but I'm moving apartments. So I'm going to be, I'm going to start moving this week and it'll probably take me about a week, week and a half to complete the move. So there could be a disruption to at least the video podcast. My goal is to keep doing audio regardless, but there could be a disruption to the video podcast. So we will, sh we'll, we'll see, which works out perfectly because you know, more towards the end of next week or end of this week versus the kind of middle of next week is really when I'm going to be moving. And it doesn't, there's a lot of data to talk about. So this could actually work out perfectly for the markets and mortgages podcast, but we will continue to do the audio version, regardless of what's happening with at least the video portion of it. But you guys enjoy your Monday, enjoy your week. We will talk to you again on Wednesday morning, or actually, you know what? There is a lot happening on Tuesday. We might be doing a live show on Tuesday. It's a little later than normal, but eh, we might do it. We'll, we'll see what happens here. Hopefully there'll be a Tuesday live show on, of course, Twitter. That's where we'll be. Uh, otherwise, we'll talk to you on Wednesday morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.